It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. We're really pleased to have joining us on the program today, Terrence Keeley, CEO of 1.6. He's also the author of Sustainable, Moving Beyond ESG to Impact Investing. And you can check that out at Columbia University Press or on Amazon. And uh, Terrence, as we've been uh, breaking down, obviously, the fallout from all of the election, uh, you can go through all the things, the uh, Republicans snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. You can say the the blue wall held against the red wave. Uh, but I think the more important conversation that we have to get to is, is what kind of governing and what kind of solutions uh, do we really want to get, do we really want to get to or need to get to moving forward? And I think that's exactly right, you know, Boyd. Uh, I, I suspect there are lots of disappointed Americans uh, in the results uh, on both sides, uh, candidly. Uh, and, and we should be, you know, careful to say what those results are, right? Because as you and I just agreed, there'll probably be a Senate runoff in Georgia, so we probably won't know who really controls the Senate for another month, uh, if, if then. Uh, and, and the House, uh, which was really expected to, to flip to the GOP, uh, it may still do that, probably will still do that, but it's just limping to that result. So it doesn't matter. You know, two-thirds of Americans say the country is on the wrong track. Uh, Biden will still have a very low approval rating. Congress will have an even lower approval rating. Of course, Trump's approval rating is even lower than Biden's. But we're still, you know, stuck as a country uh, about what decisions will, will, will we take and how will we move forward. And I think, you know, the greatest legislative achievement of Biden so far was the bipartisan infrastructure bill. And so this article that I wrote that I think you're, you're citing today really shows that there are, you know, sensible bipartisan solutions in lots of areas, yeah. energy, immigration, my gosh, education. Uh, and, and, and so hopefully, you know, Boyd, hopefully sensible centrists from both parties, from both the Republican Party and Democratic Party, will come forward with solutions that work. Yeah, and let's get into some of those because I, I think you've identified a, a couple that are, are real crucial conversations that I think we can get to. Uh, and let's uh, let's start with energy. I think your approach to that in terms of where we are, what needs to happen in the short term versus how we go about getting uh, to those cleaner and uh, greener things in the long haul uh, is the right conversation. I think that's right. I, we, we all want clean, clean, clean energy as soon as we can get it. Uh, unfortunately, we're still using a lot of the other energy, and we should not starve ourselves of it until that transition is actually ready. So energy independence, you know, Boyd, means national security at this stage. If, if, if America is not producing the energy it needs, we're going to have to rely on people that we don't like and can't trust, right. uh, whether or not that's, you know, uh, Vladimir Putin in, in, in the extreme or other old tech members. And here's the funny thing, Boyd. America could be so easily energy independent, very simply with an all of the above strategy. Let's have more nuclear. Let's have more solar. Let's have more. Yeah. You know, let's have a lot of the renewables. But 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 America is still consuming records amounts of natural gas, record amounts of of oil. And all of that exists, frankly, on the North American continent. Why would we want to be dependent on any other nation 
when we can depend on ourselves. Yeah, I think that's so vital. It's going to be interesting to see uh, some of the things that uh, Senator Joe Manchin has been after in terms of that regulatory mm-hmm. reform, uh, so that even mm-hmm. those things like uh, putting a, an electric battery together, uh, that also requires a lot of oil and gas and mining. And it's like, okay, let's let's figure out how to do that in the short term. And again, all the above, I, I think, is the, the right thing that we have to get to, rather than just the partisan talking points of, of either the far left or the far right. Uh, let's talk about education for a second. Uh, another area where I think there's a lot of concern that we're falling behind. The pandemic took its toll. Uh, where are some uh, common sense solutions there? I think there's a number of common sense solutions. And let's just remember, you know, from the pandemic, uh, and obviously a lot of the public schools closed, but some private schools and notably most Catholic schools and other religious schools stayed open. Of mm. course, they did better. Of course they did better, Boyd. So, uh, you know, the the, the one thing that's very clear about how to fix broken public schools, at least in the large cities, large urban areas, is expand choice. Uh, It is absolutely clear that charter schools are providing the opportunity for excellent education in our inner cities right now, right right now, not something that we have to fix, uh, you know, four, five, six years from now. So just expanding choice and whether or not that's done through vouchers or easing up on some of the public controls uh, that exist, uh, uh, I think would would benefit our children right now, our children right now, Boyd. And that's what's really important. Uh, A lot of people want to fix our public schools. I do, too. Let's have excellent public schools. Yeah. But we're really struggling on that front. and, and, uh, and, and, And there are solutions available right now. I'm Dave Cauley investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold season three, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. And then really quickly, let's, let's move to immigration. Uh, this is another area uh, when I was uh, a chief of staff in the, the United States Senate, I, I firmly and passionately believed you could solve 97.5% of, of immigration in an afternoon because everybody agreed uh, on a lot of those things in terms of what needs to be done, uh, but far too many in the industrial complex there uh, that likes to raise money off it or use it as a wedge issue uh, seems to keep getting in the way. You lot outlined a, a few things that we can easily agree on and move forward that would make a difference in terms of immigration. And let's just remember as we start that conversation, which is so divisive, Boyd, that uh, <laughs> unless you're an American Indian, you, you, you know, you yourself are products of immigrants, That's right. uh, which, you know, is 99 percent of Americans at this stage uh, have some type of, of relation to someone who is not a non-Native American. You know, what, what, what is clear being a nation of immigrants is that uh, it has been part of our success what we need to do now, though, is understand that our labor markets have gaps. Uh, we clearly need some form of, of, let's call it migrant worker status or, or, or some, some, some of the work, because we uh, need, we still need bodies in that space. Yeah. But we also need a lot more skilled labor. So, you know, uh, immigration to me is a three-part fix, you know, fix the border. We, we just can't have 300, 200, 400,000 people Walking across the Rio Grande every month—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's literally senseless. Um, but at the same time, we should be welcoming immigrants, particularly in those sectors 
of the labor market where we are short. And Americans have big hearts, Boyd. We're yeah. going to be more than willing to let in the right the right immigrants from the Ukraine or from Syria or from other war-torn uh, countries. America, America is nothing if not generous. Uh, we should have an immigration, a thoughtful immigration policy, frankly, that looks a lot more like Canada's uh, than the one that we have, where legal immigration is possible. Yeah, and uh, just recognizing that we don't have to accept the fake fight and the false choice. We can have rule of law and compassion. Those are compatible principles. Uh, so important. Terrence Kelly, CEO of 1.6. He's also the author of Sustainable, Moving Beyond ESG to Impact Investing. Uh, Terrence, love your perspective on this. It'll be interesting to see what the Biden administration does if they adopt a, a playbook, as you pointed out in your piece on Real Clear Politics, if they pivot to a, a Bill Clinton model uh, and uh, really figuring out those areas where bipartisan common sense solutions can be done. Uh, that would be good for the president, would be good for the nation. And uh, Terrence, we appreciate you joining us today. We did it on infrastructure, Boyd. Let's keep going. So as we round things out on the day after Election Day, which I continue to maintain is the most important day, it's not the first Tuesday of November, it's the first Wednesday of November that matters because you know what happened today, even though it was behind clouds and rain and snow and wind, the sun still came up. And all of you got up and you went to work and you're taking care of your families. You're helping a neighbor in need and making a difference in your community. And that's why I continue to have great hope for the country is because we can get some things done. I was encouraged to hear President Biden say, hey, I'm ready to reach across the aisle. The interesting thing will be if he follows Terrence's playbook and reaches across the aisle to deal with some real issues like energy, education and immigration. There are some very common sense and highly agreed upon opportunities right there and the question will be will the politics get in the way or will the president really reach across and will republicans really reach back and actually do something uh, that really will make a difference for the country so it's easy to be a little exhausted and a little pessimistic on a day like today there were winners there were losers for the most part i think the political consulting class won i think the american people lost in many ways because of the tone the divisiveness the contempt that filled the election cycle the question will be can we rise above the broken politics because it's broken but america is not and it's not because of great places like utah and communities like yours I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources today here on KSL News Radio. And as always, as you go out into the world today, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City. Listen on any smart speaker and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL News Radio, Utah's all day companion for news. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America, but this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.